What a blessing it is to be here with you. You know, revival, I'm thinking about you. I get a chance to preach all over where the doors open for me to preach, but right now I'm rejoicing because for different reasons. One reason is that I got to wake up this morning and talk to my God, see? Because those men on, the, on our left side were taught by a pastor named David Wilkerson, who God prompted him to go to New York. Just imagine, you gotta imagine that he was a PK. Not like in arts, we're PKs, we're, we're prisoners' kids. A lot of us are prisoners' kids, pushers' kids, players' kids. But he was a pastor's kid. And the Holy Ghost prompted him when he saw the news in New York talking about gangs. And Nicky Cruz was a killer. And he went courageous. He was a, a man that he wasn't used to being with, with people like the ones we're called to reach. Do you, can you understand that we're called to reach killers? Because the call that God gave us is to reach drug addicts, their families, gang members, and their families. We've been doing it for 50 years. We're, in a, we're celebrating Jubilee because it all started in the heart of God that he wanted David Wilkerson to reach a gang member named Nicky Cruz because he was going to give a ministry to a drug addict, a young drug addict at the age of 20, a heroin addict that had been using heroin since he was 15, that God was going to put a high call upon his life and that he was going to give him the ministry and give him a movement. A movement is when God moves upon people's hearts and upon their families, upon their streets, and upon their homes and their lives. And he moves by the Holy Ghost. And God uses revival. Revival is how mankind come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for revival, human beings would not be able to repent of their sins because we didn't have the power to stop. Even though we wanted a change, we wanted to try something different, we were empty. We didn't know how to do it until God sent the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost came in the power of the Holy Spirit with revival. And this is what revival does, Victory Outreach. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost steers the inner man. And that Holy Spirit touches and renews, gives a, a renewed zeal, uh, brings creativeness, brings energy and strength to the inner man so that man will obey God. 
so that the person that does not know God will make that decision to repent of their sins and come to Jesus and so that the Christian will be able to be obedient and get in there and prepare for the high calling and begin to help in the work of the ministry. That's what God does. And so I'm blessed because when I look up there, I not only see my pastor, but I see the person that God used as a leader, Steve Pineda. He used him as a leader. When we were first uh, saved, my wife and I, and he encouraged us. I would say, Stevie, you pick this up a little bit, this guitar. Good. He said, Stevie, you mean that God can use it, wants to, has a calling on my life? I couldn't believe it. Imagine that God called me and you. And he called us, take me in your presence. For that's where I long to be. Into the holy of holy, I want to fall down upon my knee. Through the precious blood of Jesus, the blood that covers me, oh, there's power in that blood. Take me in your presence, for that's where I long to be. I learned that when I first came to church. I came zapped by the power of God in my house. I didn't get to go to the home, Pastor Al. No one told me to go to the home, because I got zapped in my house. I, I was a, a person that liked to get loaded. And I was loaded from the age of 14 till I was 34. And even though I went to prison young, it was this ministry that God used. At my worst, you found me. At my worst, you died. At my worst, you love me. And at my worst, you die. You try to tell me that the best thing that I could do would be for me to give my life to you. At my worst, you love me, and now I love you too. And this is what we tell the Lord. How could you love me? Could you love me, Jesus? How did you know my name? How? Did you know my 
you save me?
words you found me see there's a great I'm grateful today because those men steeping in your grandpa he was a man that believed in people you could see the same thing in your pastor and because he believed in me and took me out with him See, we have to create an atmosphere, an atmosphere of discipleship around your everyday life. See? Because Christianity isn't just in this beautiful building. We have to get down with our bad selves. And in order to do that, we got to go out there. church tonight ever since Jesus came into my life I said church there's revival in the church tonight Ever since Jesus came into my life. And you know I haven't been busted. Or let me say it this way. I haven't gotten loaded. I haven't shot nobody. Ever since Jesus came into my life. Cause there's revival in the church tonight. 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 There's revival in the church, revival in the church, revival in the church tonight. There's revival in the church tonight. There's revival in the church tonight. Come on. There's revival in the church tonight. There's revival in the church tonight. One more time. There's revival in the church, revival in the church. Are you ready? Yeah! I want you to turn your Bibles to Psalms 85. 
I had a chance, I'm, I'm praising the Lord because I had a chance not only to call out, call the, the Lord, but I had a chance also during this time this week to talk to my wife who just had an operation real serious. God's hand was upon her. And to talk to my pastor, I still have a pastor. Imagine, I have a pastor for 41 years. There he is. And beautiful to still have a pastor. And I was able to come with my son. And my son is a blessing. Oh, what a blessing. Man, I'm blessed. He loves me and his mom. And this is one of the first times that we've gotten to travel together. And I'm blessed. You're going to raise up your kids in the things of God. And this ministry is a family ministry. Okay? You're going to have a chance to raise up your kids. When I came in, my smallest boy wasn't born yet. He was born five years later. Now he's... Uh, He's, he's 36, and he goes with Ellen Georgina Valdez to San Diego. He was born again in the UTC. So he didn't want to be in my church. He wanted to be with his pastor, which is all right. And uh, so I'm praising God because my boys are 46, 41, and 36. So you just came in, you may not have children, but God has something special for your lives, okay? Don't think. My concentration is on you tonight. I'm concentrating on each one of you. And the Holy Spirit, I'm asking God to touch you. I'm asking the Lord to move upon you and give you a special word. I've titled this message, Protecting Revival, okay? As you turn your Bibles to the book of, of Psalms 85, protecting revival. Now, God has always, victory outreach, God has always used revival to reach people. But victory outreach, we, we, we're anointed with the power of Amun High. And God uses revival to bring the people that he's called us to reach. And so we've always had revival. The only thing is that we don't take care of revival. Revival must be protected. Why? It's special. It's how me and you came in. We wouldn't have made it in from our bondage. We wouldn't have been able to get away from, from that lifestyle of gangs or, or uh, doing whatever a person had to do to, to get what they needed or to be empty or to be high, mistreating family and, and neglecting children and, and going away to prison and jail 
and burning people and hurting people. We wouldn't have been able to break away, but it was because God sent the Holy Ghost who brought revival. So he has always. That's why Pastor Sonny Argonzoni has been preaching for a few months and years. He says this. He believes that God is going to use victory outreach to bring revival to the inner cities of the world. Why would he say that? Because we're an outreach people. We're a ministry that reaches out to people in our daily life. And so I'm preaching this so that when you get touched today again, when God zaps you, when the power of God comes upon you and he touches you, and in that touch, he will bring a prophetic word. And in that touch, he's able to detox you in an instant. He's able to touch your mind so that you won't lose your mind. He's able to move upon you in a supernatural way. Do something that could not be done, that it would be impossible for man to do it. But with God, all things are possible. He specializes in things that man cannot do. And this is why we are a grateful people because he did what we needed and so that revival has to mean something to me and you it's, it's gotta have let me have that water there it's already open thank you let me have the cup This is Victory Outreach. Where's, where's the men's home? I'm close to the men's home. Where's the women's home? I'm close to the women's home. Where's the UTC? People that are going to the UTC or who have been to the UTC, I'm close to the youth. I'm close to youth. And so today I'm expecting God to move in a special way. So I titled it Protecting Your Revival. And how does a person protect revival? Why would Pastor Sonny say that he believes that God's going to use us? Because he has always used revival to start victory outreaches all over the world. Colorado Springs, this is a special place. This isn't just an, I've been to a place under a bridge where there was about a hundred people living under there. I didn't know if I was gonna come out alive or have to wham, fight a demon, wham, and get in there, bam, and boom. I didn't know. I just had to go under that bridge. And they said, Brother Mundo, here in Colorado Springs, these people live under this bridge. They're violent. The enemy's got their minds. He's after their life, so he's trying to get their heart, but he can't get their heart until he gets their mind. But God wants them, and he's not going to allow the devil to get their life. He's not going to let them get their heart. He's not going to let them get their mind, because the mind is important. It's what God gave us so that we could govern our lives for him. So protecting your revival. It must be protected. 
I ran into revival in, 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 a, in a drug program, and it scared me. Because when somebody was witnessing, the Spirit of God jumped on me. As I was a counselor now. They helped me, but two years later, I'm a counselor. And in this place where I went for help, guess who worked there? The graduates of the men and women's home from Victory Outreach. They were counselors there. And when I went for help, you know the things that I noticed later that they did? Because when they would do these things, I, I was nervous. I didn't know what to say. But you know what they did? My first point is, is that they talked about their salvation. Victory Outreach, you and I, is something I don't hear about. I don't hear the congregants all over wherever I go talking about their salvation. When I go to places, when I go to Victory Outreach, it's all over where God opens the doors. I don't hear it coming from their lips as it came from the lips of these people when I first got saved. It was something special. They talked about a Savior. They talked about their salvation. They bragged about that something happened to them, that they were no longer the same, that, God, that Jesus Christ had come into their lives and that their sins were forgiven and that they were now living a life being saved. Yes. That's the first point. How do you protect your revival? You tell them that you're saved. Tell them what you know about. Here's three things. Give the word out, okay? This is how you, you read your Bible and you give it out. You know what John the Apostle did in chapter 1 of Revelations, 1, 4, and 9? He, he began to say hello to the seven churches. And he, he saluted the seven churches in behalf of God who is, who was, and who, who, who will always be. And he also said hello in behalf of himself. And he saluted the people in behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ and the seven spirits of God found in Isaiah 11:2. He, he greeted people and he said to the seven churches, the seven spirits of God sent their hellos. But he said, I am here. He was busted on an island. He says, the reason why I am here, Revelation 1-4, he says, it's because of the word of God. It's because he talked about the word of God. Christians, we're saved. We have to read our Bible so that we could know how to talk about the word of God. We got to be ready to talk about the word of God. That word of God has a lot to say to me and you about our life, about our Jesus, about the future, about the present, about the things that God wants. We have to be a people that will brag about the Word of God. And the second thing that he said while he was busted, 
is because he gave testimony to Jesus. That means he bragged about his Jesus. Gave testimony, that's what I noticed, that those Christians that reach Pastor Steve, Sam Arzola, they would testify about Jesus. They would always tell us, Jesus saved me. Jesus bought me this suit. Jesus bought me this car. Jesus. And so I don't hear that a lot from the churches. You and I are the church. We got to get used to in our daily life. We got to get used to testifying. What does that testifying mean? It means that you're giving testimony in behalf of somebody that got down for me and you. It means that you have to bear witness to somebody that you have met that not too many people have heard about. You have to talk about his reputation. You got to give a bio about who he is. Who is his father? Where does he come from? What is he able to do? You gotta brag about him. They, and the next thing that they did, they bragged about their pastor. I want you to brag about your pastors. I want you to brag about the word. I want you to brag about your to learn how to do it more about Jesus and brag about your pastor. You gotta tell people who your pastor is. If you don't tell people, when they tell you, how are you doing? How did it go for you this weekend? You gotta be able to say, how did it go for me? Man, Walmart, all of the burglaries, petty theft has gone down because I'm in the home. That they took inventory the other day at Target and the local meat market. Uh, the inventory shows that they don't know how it happened, but everything is up scale. And that's because me and all of the people in the Victory Outreach Homes Ministry, Intercity Ministries, men and women ministries throughout the world. He said, we're in here now. We're not pulling burglaries no more. We're not stealing. So things have changed. It, you got to be able to brag about your pastor. If you don't brag about your pastor, you got to find out why. You may not be used to it. Now, Psalms 100 Excuse me, Psalms 85, 6. Lord, revive us. I'm asking God to bring revival to this time, this weekend, so that, the, so that our salvation, that we may be able to rejoice in the Lord and our salvation. Psalms 85, 6 speaks about the, the, the prophet David speaking and saying, will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Revive means this, to live again more vigorously. Revival means this, a renewed zeal 
to be born again, to live over, to be made brand new, to be able to be creative, to have energy, to have strength, to have imagination in this new born again experience with Jesus, to be creative for the Lord so that you could think of good ways to help a leader do his ministry, so that you can figure a way how to get into your Bible, how to pray, how to learn what the Word of God is, so that you can practice and use the principles of getting loaded to getting under the influence of the Word of God. If you got loaded every day, get under the influence of the Word of God all day long. In the message, Bible it says this, why not help us make a fresh start, a resurrection life? Then your people will laugh and sing. See, we, he, God in revival, he wants us to be rejoicing, to be laughing, to be thankful, to be able to be humorous. To, to, to give God honor and to say joy to the Lord. I'm celebrating 50 years and I just came in in the year of Jubilee and I'm blessed already. I want to rejoice in my God and what he did. I want to laugh. I want to sing to him. See, and that's why as Christians, sometimes we look at people and you see people staring you down. They're looking at you like, what's up? I look at him in the eye and I say, hey there, lonely world, lonely world, don't you know that Jesus Christ loves you? Yes, he came from above to bring God's love, to show the way that we should live. Yes, he came to die for us so that we could live with him throughout eternity. Ooh, lonely world, lonely world, don't you know Jesus Christ loves you. Yeah. See, you got to be ready. Be ready to say something special. Now, as I go into the second point, why we as Christians, Lord, we want to live right in your sight. We as Christians, Lord, we want to live right in your sight. Hosea 6.2 says this, after two days, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. So as Christians, the first point is, you have to tell people that you are saved. Second, you and I, we have to live in his sight as Christians. We're Christians. We have to look like Christians. We have to learn how does a Christian act. The scripture in Romans 8:19 says that creation, 
awaits eagerly with expectation to see who are the sons of God. That means that people in the community have heard about Christianity. And they're waiting to see if a Christian isn't going to come down their block. If a Christian isn't going to show up when they're going to get loaded on some heroin. They're waiting to see that when they go score on the way down or when they're stealing, that somebody will come, a Christian, and tell them that Jesus Christ loves them. So as Christians, we have to live in his sight. So that's why we learn uh, that if whatever we do in, when nobody's looking, we got to straighten it out. We, we can't. We, you, you, you can't do that. The enemy will continue to try to get you to do things that you did where nobody was looking. See, eventually you have to say, God is looking. I don't want to do this. He took me out of that. I don't want to have sex outside of marriage. I don't want to trade Jesus for, for a, a relationship that's not good. I don't want to get high on the side. I don't want to be mean when nobody's looking. I don't want to mistreat. I don't, I don't want to do those things. I want, I want to be right with God. I want to live the Christian life. So can you see God wants to raise up a people, me and you, a people that are in their daily life, and when they come to church tomorrow, I'm going to preach about how to build relationships, to be able to identify people's needs, and the places of where do you meet people, and how do you help people. That's what I'm going to preach about tomorrow. But right now, I'm just doing the best I can to motivate you so that you will get stirred that you had a Friday night service and that you will believe God for what he wants. You just moved here. You know what happened in my church when we moved? We always hit the streets before we moved. I moved uh, from St. Louis to Montebello to Pico Rivera. I moved to La Puente and I moved to Chino. So I moved, our pastor trained us. We're moving only for this reason. God wants us to reach the people that he's called us to reach. We have to concentrate on what God has given us. We gave us something to do for him, and that is to reach drug addicts and gang members and their families. And we have to go where those people are at. We got to look for them. We just can't stay in the same vicinity, the same location. My pastor didn't stay in flats. He didn't stay just in LA, the city of LA, and all those moves, he didn't leave LA County, but he did not stay in the same place because he kept on going where gang members, drug addicts, and their families are at. Church, you guys know where they're at. But now, you gotta pay attention and go back and go tell him about his love. Now, 
We are Christians. Excuse me. Now, Habakkuk 3.2. Lord, we are your servants. And you called us to take revival to the communities of the inner cities of the world. See, God wants to give us revival so that we will take this word. Now, I'm not telling you something I, ha I haven't done. That Nikki Cruz was taught by David Wilkerson to reach people like Nikki Cruz. Nikki Cruz took Pastor Sonny out and he knew where the heroin addicts were at. They went out and they reached people every day. So that in his ministry, Pastor Sonny's ministry, Steve Pineda came in. And we both got reached by the same person who had an evangelistic spirit. And they said that his spirit fell upon us. A spirit of revival. A spirit of evangelism. A spirit of love. Because in revival, there's that spirit of evangelism. There's not only the spirit of revival, there's a spirit of love. And so as he taught Steve Pineda, and when he, I was under his ministry, and he taught us his things, and then he went to Northern California, and he reached Pastor Al. And now, this has been demonstrated. This spirit of revival has been demonstrated all these years in Colorado Springs. The only thing wrong is the people that were coming up the ranks and wanted to help them do the work of the ministry. They were a people that became in-house. They didn't want to go out. They didn't want to be outreach people. They rather reach people in here, but they didn't reach them enough where they did follow up and go visit them in their houses and visit them in their jobs and where they use drugs and in their neighborhood. So eventually, many of our churches became in-house. And so when a church becomes in-house, the leadership aren't able to help the pastor reach out because he wants to break his city open and the people that have helped them have become in-house. It doesn't help. So that's why I'm preaching to you this way. I'm glad you're here. Those of you that came because I want you to help your pastor. You're in an outreach ministry. There's other ministries but we're called to reach out those men. It takes a lot of work to reach out. My kids know how to reach out. Why? I took them with me to dangerous places. I took them with me where gang members were packing. I took them with me to cities across the U.S., Mexico, dangerous places. When my pastor sent me out, to go take a team to help Nikki Cruz in Mexico City three times. I went across with men to Mexico three days to get there, a lot of fun. And when you get there in that city, you get into prayer, you, you move in the home, 
and the next thing you know, they send you out in that city for three weeks, more in the, in, the, in the daytime and in the evening. It takes work, but we love it. We worked hard, but we didn't know we were working hard. Nobody told us we were working hard. We were used to getting loaded. We were used to stealing. We were used to fighting. We were used to doing time. We were used to doing what we wanted. So we did a lot of things before we got saved. So we knew how to do a lot. We knew how to get down with our bad selves. We knew how to move around. We knew how to go after people. We knew how to talk to people. And if we were shy, we learned how to do it. Because in the world, we had to do what we had to do to get what we wanted. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, as I land, I'm going to land. Habakkuk, the prophet, says this. Oh, Lord, revive Habakkuk 3, 2, revive thy work in the midst of the years here in Colorado Springs. And in the midst of the years, make it known. God, I've heard another version, what our ancestors say about you. And I'm stopped in my tracks, down on my knees. Do among us what you do, did among them. Work among us as you worked among them. As you bring judgment, as you surely must, remember mercy. God's on his way again to retracing the old salvation route. God is at it again, moving in the spirit of revival. Are, we, are you guys ready? Yes. So I just wanted to sh share with you real simple how you're going to protect revival. You're going to learn how to brag about your salvation and daily life. See? Second, you're going to tell people you're a Christian. You know, when I go to the bank, they treat me real nice. They say, Mr. Gonzalez, you've been a member of this bank for five, six, seven years. And they thank me. They say, happy birthday. My, it was my birthday. And then I look at them, and they tell me, how are you doing? I said, oh, I, let me tell you. My friends were bank robbers. And they liked federal banks. I said, I never killed nobody, and I never robbed a bank. But I was loaded. They didn't even know what the word loaded. I was loaded from the age of 14 till 34 when Jesus Christ came into my life. And he detoxed me, and he touched me. See? Because you have to let them know I'm a Christian. See? I'm, I'm not a Mexican first. I'm a Mexican last. First, I'm a Christian. See? Then, I'm an American citizen. Then, I'm a Mexican with Native American blood from the U.S. and Mexico. 
I got two Native American bloods. I was not raised Native American. I was raised a Mexican. But I didn't know that I have Native American blood. You know I love Native Americans from all over the world. And the ones that really moved me were the gypsies in Spain and Italy. When I saw the gypsies coming in, revival hit. Who's ready? Huh? Who's ready? Let's stand. Who's ready to protect the revival? If you're ready to protect your revival, I want you to come, okay? I want you to come.